0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth. And uh, are we ready to get going for another day? I don't know about you guys, but I think it's got something to do with the moon or whatever's uh, happening out there in the wherevers but I had the craziest dreams. I don't know uh, what's happening, <laughs> but wow, did I have crazy dreams. In my dreams, my son decided that he was going to do some experiment with flies or something, and so my house, I have, I have like 30-foot ceilings in my house, and so in this dream, of course, I'm trying to explain to him why doing this experiment with breeding flies is probably not a good idea and that they're going to go to the top of the ceiling. And And then he decided to multiple multiply i don't know my beagle or something it was the weirdest dreams just so weird so uh anyway good morning to you (laughs) with that (laughs) um we uh do have a guest uh, that should be joining us today (coughs) our theme seems to be uh talking about inspiration and living a life of inspiration and and how to uh identify what inspiration is and all these different things about inspiration. It seems to be Inspiration Month. And uh, so we have a, a guest, his name is John, and he is a Sedona psychic and a Sedona healer, I should say, because he's really um, more about the healing aspect of things than, than just the reading aspect of things. So um, he's actually the current reader, I believe, at a Sacred Light of Sedona, now that, that I've taken my leave and gone on to new, new endeavors, and uh, so he should be joining us in a little bit, and uh, until then, <laughs> I want to wish you all a good morning, and we have a caller who would love to, uh, who's been on hold for, oh, I don't know, a really long time now, <laughs> waiting for the show to start. I believe this is Ms. Kimberly, I believe. Hello, good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you?
1: How, I'm good. How are you?
2: so what do you have to tell us this morning Miss Kimberly (laughs) the last time I talked to you I talked to you um uh about a guy Uh and uh I just decided to cut him off did you okay okay (laughs) yeah I am I and I don't know if if it's because I'm a Scorpio and everybody tells me I'm too intense and,
1: you know, I
2: really should, you know, soften. I just, when when I figure out, you know, a person is a certain way, I just, I don't, I just can't deal with it. And I don't know if, you know, that's wrong or whatever, but hey, Well, if it's right for you, then I it's guess. right. It's your life. Right. I think I
1: think all we tuned into when you talked about it was whether he was a good guy or not, whether he was, like, being a player or not. We didn't tune into right. whether it was, like, the perfect relationship or not. So, <coughs> so whatever you wanted to do with that, you know. Um, right. And, you know, I could have been off. I don't know. Did he turn out to be... <laughs> Did he turn
2: out to be not such a nice person or? or? No, of course, just, you know, I might have a tendency to just be really emotional, but, you know, I just had an interaction with him last night that I didn't like. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this.
1: And well, I
2: just, you know, out of my phone. I don't want to talk to him. I don't.
1: Look at you setting the boundaries all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, as long as it works for you, that's all that really matters, right? Right. There you go. So, so, okay, so this month, I'm just going to, since I have you on the phone and I'm waiting for my guest to, to arrive. <coughs> oh, goodness, again with the cough, so sorry. Um, so we're talking about inspiration this month. I don't know if you've heard, I don't know. Yesterday, I don't know what happened with yesterday's show. I think I've got the timing all wonky for the universe and the flow, and I don't know what all, but yesterday's show, I wrapped up like 20 minutes early. I'm like, okay, I have nothing left to say. I'm going on with my day now. (laughs) It it was ridiculous. I don't know what happened. but, uh, but But it was kind of cool, you know, trying to, I don't know if you heard that one or not, but we're trying to help people discover what is inspiration, you know. How do you live uh-huh. by it if you don't know what it is? You know, but uh, you know. So that seems to be the theme for the month is inspiration and living an inspiration-themed life. So, like, how you doing with that? How you living? Well, right? I'm
2: getting, I'm getting a, a, a place where I have to settle my mind. Because I have a tendency to just go and go and go and not settle my mind. In order to be inspired, you need to be in, in a relaxed or a peaceful state where there's, you know, not a lot of thoughts bombarding your mind. So i right. decided to, like, let a lot of stuff go and not focus on uh, things that, that are not going to uh, increase my life. Right. And figure out what I need to do next in order to be inspired. Nice. So, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely right. You do have to, um, <coughs> it is hard to receive clear inspiration because if you're all keyed up and your mind is running a million miles an hour, the thoughts that come in are not necessarily inspirational. Right. Like they may be, oh, I should do this and I should do this and I should do this, but that doesn't mean it's inspiration. So, that's a really good point. Look at you yeah. being all helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I think uh, I gotta what move I'm the show. For. I uh, I I moved the show back to seven thirty. Frankly, because my house has, I I just have a tiny little place, right? And um, I do the show from a loft in my house, and. I have extra people, and we got this new puppy and so I thought, well, I'll back it up and just try to do it when it's nice and quiet in the house. That's why I backed it up an hour, but <clears throat> i'm I'm not really awake yet by this time,
2: <laughs> so
1: I'm finding my energy and my i I don't know if it feels quite the same backed up for this hour, so I'm, maybe that inspiration was not. That was not inspiration. That was logic. Logic can get you in trouble sometimes. Logic can. Can. I mean, I know it's good sometimes, but I don't know. For me, inspiration works a whole lot better usually. So.
2: Yes, yeah, I agree. It
1: was. It was more logic than inspiration, and and uh, yeah. So the energy of yesterday's show was all kinds of off. The information was good. I'd love to just have a do-over. You know, I don't want to erase it. Like I can. Um, on the archives, I can delete shows, <coughs> but I don't want to delete it because it was it had some good information in it, but it was not one of the better shows as far as, like, the flow of it. <laughs> uh-huh. So, anyway, okay, so is there anything else you would like to share with us today about living an inspired life or about, I don't know, because that kind of seems to be our theme, you
2: know? Did you see? Something? No, I'm. I'm gonna have to. This is part of my my break, so I'm gonna have to go. I mean, I could, but I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, you go have a fabulous day. All right. And thank we'll you. Talk to you.
1: Another day. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Everybody. So I do see that our guest has joined us, and so I'm going to go ahead and pull John over. Um, I'm gonna. There we go. Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning, good morning, it's a beautiful morning, <laughs> good, it's a wonderful morning, I'm right here, just outside So you are of, uh, in,
1: you're in Sedona,
0: yes? Yes, I'm in Sedona, very excited to be here, and I'm right here on the base side of Bell Rock, one of my favorite spots when I come out here to Sedona, mm-hmm. and I get to see the sun coming up, it's a very magical spot, yes.
1: Nice, yeah, it is, so which side of bell rock are you on the
0: I'm on the south east side, and uh you get to see the sun coming up in the nice. morning and it's shining right on the back side of bell and it's very nice
1: fabulous, yeah. fabulous, well, I'm so glad you could join us, and uh we you know, it's kind of neat this show because <clears throat> uh, we may have some callers that, you know, want to call and ask questions and and uh but for the most part, just so you know, for the most part the listens are on the archives and uh so you know, I just didn't want um sometimes I shift what I do because I know the listeners are coming in on the archives. So just it allows you to go into some more detail because you don't have a lot of calls coming in and that kind of thing. So, um so we're talking a lot about living by your inspirations in life, and I know that you have um, just sort of recently taken some big moves in your life doing exactly that, and so I thought it'd be cool if we could talk about that and, uh, and how you, first of all, what have you been doing so that, you know, people can get a feel for it, and um and, what, how you know what inspiration is. That's another thing that I realized not everybody knows is what inspiration is. So, I don't know, can you just tell us a little bit about your story and, oh, yeah, your name and if you have a website and all of that. Sure. <laughs> I, know, I know your, I know sure. your first name. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, my name is John Amoroso, and um, Amoroso in Italian means loving heart. And that's the inspiration I have, hoping to uh, share a spiritual flow of love and connect with people and help people uh, spread that type of love. I'm here in Sedona. I've been here, uh, landed. I've been here about five weeks. I'm staying here permanently until my uh, spiritual inspiration and journey is reached It's completion. I'm originally from Maine, and I'm a shaman, and they do various types of healing, massage, energy work, soul retrieval, hypnotherapy, and being in Maine, Maine is a beautiful, beautiful place like Sedona, and it's a place that has lots of lakes, ocean, a lot of mountains, different type of mountains, and I've been working for the last, consciously for the last 15 years of really helping Maine kind of empower its energy, and it has a very strong feminine vortex and feminine flow, and while being in Maine, I realized that for my own self journey, and as well as the planet, that there is an integration that is needed for myself between the feminine flow and the masculine. And so Spirit just basically has been speaking to me, and I'll get into this, that it's time for me to uh, come back out here to Sedona, where I've been coming out for the last 10 years, but just for brief uh, journeys, bringing people from Maine out here, coming out for a short week and then returning. But Spirit was speaking to me in regards to my own integration of needing to come back and infuse more of a masculine type of flow into my life. And it also was speaking to me about the planet and how the planet is evolving now very fast and how the ley lines and the vortexes throughout the planet are in a place where they're starting to energize and connect with one another. So an inspiration came to me about coming out here to Sedona and for my own integration, but also to assist the planet and bringing the feminine flow and the masculine flow together. Nice. And that's, yeah, so that's been the inspiration that's brought me out here, and it's been very exciting, and uh, I'm very glad to be here.
1: And now, just, um, you know, we don't have to go into detail if you don't necessarily want to. It's not maybe not needed but <coughs> excuse me um there have been i'm sure both challenges and and exciting happy things that have happened along the way how do you um you know how have you handled that when when challenges come up because i know of course the calls that i get from people usually are and the emails that i get are usually when they're going through the challenges right but sure. as you're living this inspired life, there are these wonderful things that happen along the way. Um, at least in my in my experience, but then there are challenges as well. And so, um, how do you sort of navigate the challenging times?
0: Yes. Um, well, in throughout my journey, I've had plenty of uh, challenges that have really really pushed me to my knees and really brought me to a place of really deepening and questioning uh, how I'm going to survive, how I'm going to survive financially, how am I going to survive and really get a sense of knowing what it is that I really want to do and throughout my journeys I've met really some wonderful uh, facilitators and teachers that have assisted me on my way and to sum up in essence, what I've learned from these teachers, both male and female, both from the spirit world and from the physical, is the ability to say yes to my journey, and that was a hard thing for me to come by, but what I learned from my teachers and my walk through life is that the most important thing is just to be able to say yes. Even in the times of challenges, if I just say yes to my journey, then I'm allowing myself, I'm giving myself permission, and I'm giving the spiritual resources, both in the physical and in the spirit world, I'm giving them permission, along with myself, to assist me. It's when I say no to my journey, it's when I shut everything down. You know, and I've had to learn to trust, even though it's been difficult at times, the reflections that come to me. And I've learned by saying yes, that whatever reflections come my way from people, it's really just another step in helping me achieve my intention. So in short, it's a, it's a very deep question, and um, I'm permitting I would love to go into it. But in short, it's the ability to say yes. And so I would say to any callers that may come in, simply ask yourself, am I saying yes to my journey? And no, by simply saying yes, even if, may, even if it may mean that you simply just raise your arm and just say yes, you are giving permission for Source to assist you. It's when you don't say yes. and That's when the door shuts and the energetic field shuts down.
1: Yeah, that's really uh, that's a good point. Um, I know for myself as well. You know, I somehow seem to be in this life to live by inspiration, and and that's the only time that things do flow for me just because that is a part of my path, when I try to go and live a life that's maybe more uninspired and more normal, I guess you'd say, (coughs) um, everything sort of shuts down for me. And so that's a really good way to put it because I do find when when I just allow that energy to flow, you know, yes, there may be challenges, but for me the key is when those challenges come up is to allow the energy to continue flowing, which is exactly what you're saying. So it's when we pinch off that, you know, we get nervous, we get scared, we try to turn back. It's kind of like when you're trying to make a jump off a merry-go-round or something, and if you hesitate, then that's when you get in trouble. And, and so uh, I like that. That's a really good way to express it. And uh, so, so I know there were some different things you you thought it would be nice to share about and some different topics we talked about as far as, as far as sort of living this life of inspiration. And so did you have anything in mind that you would like to talk to us about, or would you like me to just start asking questions? <laughs> um, well,
0: I think, um, I think I'd like to start with the journey that brought me out here, and then possibly, you know, at another time, um, if you like, we can go into a little more of the actual uh, healing work that i do with people but right right now perhaps we could just uh continue on that theme of uh inspiration and the theme that brought me out here and that's the inspiration of self-integration for myself and also for assisting the planet and empowering and the joining of the feminine and masculine vortexes you know throughout the planet and um Like I say, over the last 10 years, I've been coming from Maine out here to Sedona. And I find both of them to be extremely powerful, but they are like the inverse of each other. Maine is a place that has, like I say, a lot of lakes, ocean, mountains, but the mountains are rounded. Um, They have some peaks to them. And as you know, the northern Appalachian Mountains, are some of the oldest mountains on the planet. They're old and they're wise, but they're softer. And Maine is a place where um, I would say 98% of all the spiritual places, whether it's uh, a church, whether it's a healing center, whether it's a bookstore, they're all empowered by, by women. And it's a very, very strong, feminine area. And the totem of the area up there is the black bear. And as you know, the black bear takes a journey into the cave as we take a journey into our own stomach and we connect with our own emotional field. Whereas when I come out here to Sedona, it's extremely uh, invigorating and it's the inverse It has, as you know, it has the beautiful red rocks, the blue sky. It has the warm sun. And it draws me here to Bell Rock because I find Bell Rock to be extremely um, invigorating. And so I look at Maine as a place where the energy spiritually brings you in. It brings you into your womb within yourself. It's a place of finding that inspiration of how your emotional body is speaking to you. It's kind of like going into a sweat lodge where you take that journey within, but as beautiful as it is, it's somewhat enclosed. And so I find when I come out here to Sedona and I bring people from northern New England or on the East Coast out here, they often comment on that, that it's a place of opening up. It's a place of bringing fire into the womb, so to speak. Right. And so there's that male-female connection that is both very much needed. And with my own journey, I have past lives of very much walking the path of a warrior and um, having very strong masculine roles in my life. I've incarnated in this life where my subconscious was put on a journey to be if you want to call it a crusader for the feminine um, my father was a very strong with no judgment he was a very strong military person and so i lived in a very strong military uh... household and i saw some things that i felt were very that really affected me and really saw some imbalances in my home life. And so it sent me on a, if you want to call it a crusade to empower the feminine cause here on the planet and in my neighborhood. But as I'm getting older truth, what I realized is that I need to come back to the masculine. I need right. to find <clears throat> that spark. And so I recognize that I could only go just so far and I find Sedona has a lot of that high quality of, you know, the sun and the inspiration to open oneself up. So that's what's brought me out here.
2: Very nice.
1: Yeah. Very nice. (coughs) Um, um, So you, now with with the healing work and the different spiritual work that you do, I did want to sort of also touch on that a little bit because as a healer myself and as a light worker and, and all of that, um, that's very much living your inspiration. It's not, it's not like you go, oh, I think I'm going to... It, typically it's not something I'm going to take on this profession and it's usually a series of inspirations that get you to a certain point and um, to actually live this or walk this path. So would you be inclined to share a little bit about the inspiration that brought you to that place? Because I think there are a lot of healers and teachers out there that don't know that's what they are. And
0: uh,
1: and the time to awaken them, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, it started when I was young, probably at the age uh, when I was really young, it started out by simply, I happened to watch a show and um, not coming from a, or cornering, if you want to call it, a religious belief in any way. But for me, when I was a child, I, I watched a, a show about uh, Jesus and it was a, a very inspiring and it affected me. And, and I said, you know, I, I just really want to do something in my life that feels like it could really be of a good cause. I just wanted to be a good person, and I had no idea what that was. And then when I got older, probably in the age of like around 14, there happened to be a gentleman who was a very powerful parapsychologist who was one of the leading founders in this country going way back to the late 60s, early 70s when they called it ESP. And right. he was one of the, yeah, and uh, he just happened to, um, he happened to go to school with the former Pope, and what happened was, is he used to come over to the house, and he had a, um, he was of a East background, and his name was Alex Tanis, and he used to be able to bend spoons. He was one of like the pioneer people that used to go on talk radio, and he used to bend spoons and things, and he used to come over to the house, and he used to do that. And it always caught my attention, but I really couldn't do anything much about it. But the other thing that he did is he used to do a little trick with the cards. It seemed like a trick to people, but it really wasn't a trick. And that was by feeling the cards and just simply asking a deck of cards and asking and feeling to pick either a jack or an ace, and he could do that. And so I tried that, and I found that at the age of 14, I could grab a a deck of cards and just kind of feel it and say jack or ace and nine out of ten times I could pull up a jack or an ace and I said well nice. this is really cool right <laughs> but it yeah and so it caught my attention and people you know in in high school or, or my parents used to look at me and go like hmm that is kind of odd how you do that but it was always but they would always say to me well John but how are you going to make a living you got to make a living. You need to get serious. You need to get down to earth. You can't be out in some fantasy land thinking about, you know, jacks and aces and cards. And so, <laughs> so I had the challenge, and I kind of put this out to anyone who may be listening. You know, I, too, have had to face that challenge. And so I had that challenge with a military family and a very, very, uh, we'll call it um, New England work ethic background, of staring me in the face almost every day of saying, you know, how are you going to make a living and things of this nature. And so, but I went to high school and I just did the best I could. And But I always remembered Alex Tannis and I wondered someday if I'd ever find out how I could use that ability of just playing with the cards and put that to use. So I struggled through high school and got out. But even then, I was reading books about Edgar Cayce and things of this nature, having no idea how I'd ever put that interest to use. And then I went on to college, and in college, Alex Tanis was teaching some parapsychology classes, and I used to go as a way to um, just keep my interest up in, if you want to call it, the metaphysical field. And... And going through college, I still didn't know what I was going to do. I still struggled. I still couldn't really get a a clear bead, so to speak, on what it is I'm going to do in this world and, quote, meet the standard of my family, if you want to call it, of how you're going to make a living. And so I got out of college. I just got a B.A. in communications. And then I went on and I got a job uh, working as a counselor for teenagers. And my life at that point took a very interesting turn. Um, I had gone, gone to college working as a counselor for teenagers, and I looked out truth one day, feeling a bit discouraged and burnt out working with teenagers, even though it was rewarding in some other ways. I looked out one day and I saw some construction workers working on a, a project of putting in a lawn and I looked at a guy who was raking the lawn with a rake, and I said, I would like to be able to do that. Do something to me represents <laughs> not as much stress, but just simply out raking with a rake. And so I said, I want to do that. I want to touch the earth, and I want to feel the earth, and I want to connect and do something that, I couldn't even explain. It just felt like that that, it just felt like that could be rewarding in some way, And I had no mental understanding as to where that was going to go. And so I literally signed up and ended up working as a laborer for a landscaping company. And this is all under the umbrella truth of just simply saying yes to your journey and following the regressions that you get, even though you don't always know where they're going to go. It's a bit of a trust here. So I trusted that it felt right just to be out playing with the earth, and I got a job as a landscaper. And totally different. First time ever in my life I was out getting my hands dirty, and yet there was something about connecting with the land that felt really good, only to find out that as I was doing it, it was deepening, a connection with an Indian guide that I had in spirit. And the Indian guide, his name was Silver Arrow. And and so it built up this connection with me, starting this connection with the land, with the feminine, with the whole uh, flow of learning to not define things in my life, not having to know the answers in life, but rather beginning to learn the art, of surrendering and trusting and yielding. And I started to develop more and more of that connection with the Native American culture from spirit. And I just started going on and following that feeling, and I went to some workshops about drum making, and I, and I started to study a lot more about the Native American culture. And then at some point, a little bit later, Um, I recognized that I wanted to get a landscaping company of my own, and I went out and I got a landscaping company and put that together for myself. And I was reading books on Maya Baba, you know, an avatar from India. And, um, And I started to allow him to kind of just flow with me in my life and that started to bring in a little understanding of some of the Eastern stuff. And so it's been a continuation of allowing people both in spirit and in the physical to um, show me things when it feels like there is a fit there. And that fit, what I do, Truth, is I simply ask myself, the vibration of love, and it doesn't necessarily have to be personal love, but a love in general, if that wants to flow, if that wants to have its way in my life, where does it want to go?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it can get scary, and I would say that to anybody that might be listening. At times it gets scary because you don't really know where it's going to go, but I have found that Almost every time when I allow love to move in the way that it wants to move, if if I stay with it and I'm patient, it will bring me some very rewarding uh, experiences. And patience was a big one that I had to learn in my life. Um, And so working with the land and uh, working in a way in which one doesn't necessarily see the results right away, I started to develop patience and I had to develop patience to see where the art of splitting a card, a deck of cards for a jack or an ace. I've had to be patient to see where that sort of uh, talent was going to take me. But then slowly by piece by piece, um, the pieces over my life began to fall into place.
1: Isn't that interesting how that happens? It's, It's kind of neat when you say yes long enough and you do just allow that flow to move. And part of what you said I think is really important to highlight, the part about uh, not needing to know all the answers, you know, not needing. Sometimes we just follow this path and we, you know, often, very often, I'll say, okay, I don't have a clue why I'm doing this, you know. (laughs) But if I'm guided to, I kind of do. And and inevitably, it pans out to, you know, to make a big difference. And to then I can go, oh, that's why, you know, because I met this person or I gained this skill or what, who knows. But not having to yeah. understand the why of it is a really important skill, I think, to develop in life, just in general, whether it's this path or any other. Sometimes you just move forward and just... If you don't have to always have the answers Or always understand the why um, I think it's very beneficial You know So that was something yeah. that I really wanted to highlight um, From what you were saying Because I think On any path it's really important To get to a point where you can just trust Your Whether it's your inner knowing Or God or spirit or the universe Or <coughs> whatever it is That you choose to call it um, That trust is exceedingly important in any path that you're walking. And so um, so it's it's interesting to hear, because you and I haven't had much time to talk, really, and so it's interesting to hear people that I've not even really um, gotten to talk much with say the same thing that, you know, to me that's just an example of, of truth, you know, when you hear it from yeah. all these different places. And, and so uh, it's very interesting. So... And another
0: piece to this is uh, what, I've, what I what I kind of learned, and, and as a way to kind of help me and to simplify things, along with being able to say yes, just simply saying yes to your journey, is that. And one of the things that Tanis talked about, and I picked up when I was young, was you are either he, the way he would frame it is is you are either destroying or you are creating, in any given moment. Right. Yes, there's the yin and yang of creating and destroying, which is all part of it, but that's not in the context of how I'm saying this. I'm saying that you are either hurting yourself or you are enhancing yourself. And so in any given moment, we are either at 51% where we're, we're surrendering to the vibration of love, of wanting, of nurturing ourselves. Or we're not, and love and fear, and, and I would put this out to anybody that might want that, to that's listening. Two big flows: love and fear. And simply ask yourself, in this given moment, am I at 51% vibrating with love, or am I at 51% vibrating with fear? Because love and fear do not coexist at the same time. We move from love to fear perhaps very quickly in the blink of an eye, but in any given moment, we're not. We're either at 51% love or 51% fear. And if you're vibrating in fear, then the energy is only going to continually contract. Whereas if you switch to love, even though you may not know where it's going to go, love Is ever expanding it always continues to enhance multiply grow and expand and if you're in that 51% place of love then that's an energy flow that will always continue to work on your behalf and so I simplify it the best I can and when I'm hurting I say to myself okay am I in a vibration of fear or am I in a vibration of love? Because they and don't So how do, you,
1: how do you find that you can switch that quickly? For me, um, I find that switching my thought process quickly. When I move into fear, I have to stop and and <coughs> I am so sorry about the cough. The uh, the puppy that we recently got. Pretty sure I'm allergic to. So. Um, I have to really switch my thoughts to things that I love. So it's not even that it has anything to do with the situation that's causing me fear. I simply switch to, okay, what are some things, like, Mary, like a sound of music or something, you know. You think about things that you love. Um, if I stop and I think about things that bring me joy or things that I love, no matter what it is, uh, it shifts that vibration and shifts that thought process so that that fear begins to retreat yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, that's what works. So, what works for you yes. to shift that process?
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thank you for asking. What works for me is is I do the best I can of recognizing that if I'm in a place where I'm vibrating in fear, it's most likely that there is a judgment that I am holding in relation to what is happening in my life, that there is a judgment, that I am judging the situation I'm in. And so what helps me is the shamanic, Toptic teachings, which is recognize that you're judging somewhere and shift your attention to the knowing that God, Source, Creator, however you want to frame it or call it, that sense of happiness or at least breaking to the place of contentment, you may not reach joy, but strive for contentment. And that God's creator sources flow of contentment is not based on what you are experiencing or the way in which you are judging something. So, by shifting my attention to connecting with source, and that very well could come from looking at something pleasant or anything that represents source to you, by shifting your attention to that and reminding yourself that my happiness, my well-being is not
2: contingent
0: upon what's happening on the outside.
2: It's nice. strictly
0: based on what's happening with inside of myself. And that and that's that dance. That's the dance that enlightened beings often talk about. Mm-hmm. That dance between the outer that is always enticing us to believe that your happiness is based on what you are seeing and what is happening outside of yourself. And the path of enlightenment almost, and all cultures speak of, that that enlightenment has to start within yourself. As Jesus and many other way have said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within. And so when I'm out of sync and I'm in that place of fear, I do my best to remind myself that there's probably judgment that's going on within myself of where I am in relation to what's happening outside of myself. And then it means that I need to shift my psychic and spiritual antenna back to connecting with source, and I need to find it within myself first. And as soon as I do that, the energy will begin to shift. But until I do that, then I may be prolonging myself in a state of of, uh, discontent. And the other important piece here that I think that may be beneficial to talk about is, you know, I hear this all the time from my clients' truth, and they say, well, I guess I'm not on my spiritual path. I, What's the point of me even being on the path? Because, you know, the masters and the enlightened beings, you know, they don't seem to be upset, and they don't have fear, and they don't have all these things. And what I tell my clients is, that's not true. Right. That, <laughs> that's not. This is a very important piece. Is yeah, that is. that's not true? That even the most enlightened beings, you know, even Buddha, even Jesus, and and of all, all enlightened beings of all paths, they feel fear, and they feel those human emotions, just like you and I and whoever's listening do, the only difference is is that the degree of the enlightenment is the degree in which you are able to make the shift. The degree and the speed in which you are able to allow that inner persecution, that inner judgment that's going on within yourself, the speed in which you are able to shift your attention and reconnect with source. For did not Jesus have the fear when he was up on the mound? Did not Buddha you know, have to work through all of those human um, judgments and temptations and everything that you know, would pull him away from his connection with source? So, so I, I put this out there for my clients, whoever may be listening, as a form of encouragement that know that just because you may be feeling fear or that you may not be always at that place of contentment, don't give up. Continue to say yes to your journey because it will pass as long as you can keep saying yes. And it may be difficult at times to say yes to your journey, but just by simply saying yes and asking for help and shifting your attention back to source, you will move your emotional vibration from a place of fear to a place of maybe not joy but perhaps contentment and to know that even the most enlightened beings fear i mean experience the emotions of fear and other things it's just that they're able to move through it quicker
1: right i think that is important to uh to help people understand because That is sort of the point of this whole process, is simply um, how quickly do you get back on center, how quickly do you, or how, it's not just how quickly you get back to center or back on track, but also, you know, when you catch it more quickly and you have the tools to pull yourself back, you don't get as far off track. And uh, and so I think that is the difference between people who are moving towards what we consider enlightenment and people who aren't is simply, one, how quickly they catch that they're getting off track, and, two, how quickly they do something about it to shift mm. back and not wallow in and, the self-pity yeah. or the fear or whatever, it's it's just not really being attached to that and just allowing themselves to get up and out of it more quickly.
0: Yeah, and on, yeah, I mean, you mentioned about... Um, Skills, You know, one of the things I uh, often work, another thing I often work with my clients with is developing the tools. I call it the tools and the skills in your shaman's bag, and it could be whatever it may be. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a feather with you, but simply your shaman bag of tools that you use, it could be simply toning, it could be, visualization and there's a whole bag and, and the whole shaman's chest we'll call it uh, that we can go into perhaps at another time but the essence of it all is I'll say to my clients the key here is to allow your emotional body your emotional body to be your ally allow your emotional feel your emotions your feelings to be your guide And so when you are feeling fear and you're feeling upset, rather than get down on yourself and say, I'm not enlightened, but just the opposite. Say, how empowering and how wonderful it is that I am feeling whatever I'm feeling because even if it's uncomfortable, your emotional body is your ally. It's telling you that it's time to make a shift. It's time to shift your psychic and spiritual antenna to a different place. So, And uh, we've all had this experience where we're, we take off in the morning and we start our day and and we're in a really good place. Our emotional body is at least vibrating in that place of contentment. And then we go down the road and we only go like 10, 15 minutes and all of a sudden, Our thoughts, our thoughts betray us. And before we know it, our stomach is turning and we've lost that place of contentment. We've lost that place of inspiration and passion for life. And we go, how did that happen? How did that happen? How did I go in just 10 minutes of being in a great place to a place of where I feel awful? And what's happened is, is that, you don't realize it, but your thoughts have betrayed you. And what happens is that your mind with be connected to your ego is constantly racing. And so you've shifted from, your thoughts have gone from a place of connecting with source to a place without judgment, and they've gone to a place of judgment, and they've gone to a place where you're beginning to beat yourself up. So allow your emotional body to be your ally. Because your emotional body is simply telling you, you may not recognize this consciously, but your thoughts have gone astray. And so it's time to take a quick time out. It's time to recollect where your psychic and your spiritual antenna is. And so so this is an example of how you can use your emotional body to be your ally. And a lot of different paths, and it just happens to be with my own particular journey, um, doing a lot of connecting with the teachings of the Toltecs, is they're taught at a very early age to use fear as an ally. Allow fear to be your ally on your left shoulder so that when you begin to feel fear, recognize that it's really fear, look at fear as like an angel, it's simply telling you that you need. it's time to make a shift. It's time to shift wherever your psychic and your thoughts are, shift to a place where you can reconnect with source. So I teach that, and it's nothing new, but the teachers mm-hmm. that have helped me, and this is what I help my clients, is to... Stay connected Stay connected to your emotional body and allow your emotional body to be your ally.
1: Nice. Now, do you have yeah. a website for people to find you if they're, if they're connecting with your energy and they'd like to find out more about you? Is there some way for people to do that?
0: Sure. Yeah, uh, my the website, if you'd like to connect, is the holistic. And that's spelled with a W. HolisticJourneys.com, okay. and uh, you can, yeah, so it has. You'll find some background of where I've been, and uh, you know, if anybody would like to connect, um, you will always feel free to check to the website. And, uh, and
1: yeah, then so will find you at. At, uh, Sacred Light of Sedona, right? If they if they happen to be in Sedona, they can stop by yeah, the center yeah. some days and find yeah, you there or yeah. schedule been, an appointment or something?
0: Sure, yeah. I've been here what, at Sacred yeah. Light of Sedona. It's right there on the, uh, Rotary, right across from, uh, Morgan Road. Morgan Road yes. is the road that takes you down to Broken Arrow Trail, and right across the street is Sacred Light of Sedona. And, uh... It's a, it's a wonderful place, so, offers a lot of services, and
1: what, that's where I'm working right now. What services do you offer there? We have about seven minutes left, so I just want people to know how they can sure. find you or connect with you. So if they happen yeah. to be in Sedona area, um, <coughs> excuse me, they can what I, find you, but what do you do there? What kind of services do you provide there?
0: I provide uh, reading, uh, spiritual counseling, coaching. I do massages, I do energy healing, and uh, and a combination of the three. So if anybody wishes to stop by, I would love to get a chance to chat and talk with you. And and if I can be of service in assisting you on your journey, you're always welcome.
1: Nice. So we have, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I just like people to know when you know if it's somebody that they can connect with. I'd, I like for them to know what you offer and how to find you and all that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, sure. So we have about six minutes. Is there, are there any final thoughts that you would like to share for people who are, I don't know, just out there, maybe, maybe living their inspired path, or, or I don't know, anything you're you're sort of inspired to share. Any final
0: thoughts? Well, if, if anybody is interested, uh, along with uh, perhaps uh, chatting with me and um, getting uh, sharing our journeys and um, perhaps getting a healing or a reading, along with that, if anybody is interested in connecting with me and continuing to build this main Sedona Connection, I would be very, very much um, interested in uh, in uh, talking with you because I'm very, very inspired to uh, build this uh, Maine-Sedona connection. And where I'd like to go with it is I know that there are plenty of people in Maine that are looking to find a way to get out here, uh, perhaps get out of uh, the weather they're in up there and come out here. And in the same token... Uh, if people might be interested in the heat of the summer of taking a journey up to Maine and seeing in some ways the inverse of this and beginning to tap into the land of both places and connecting to the Kachina and the spirits of both places. And if they feel called in some way that maybe that might be a way of helping their own journey, um, please feel free to uh, come by uh, Take a light as a donor or send me an email on my website.
1: I think that's fabulous, and I think that's a really neat thing that you're inspired to do. Um, it's very interesting that you know kind of connecting the two energies and and helping that balance to be achieved because <clears throat> um, the you know a lot of people really work on the feminine bringing out the feminine, and there's a whole lot of groups that are all about you know stepping into your feminine power and, and all of that. But to me, there has to be the balance, you know? Yes, the uh, balance. It's really important. Yes. So it's, yes. uh, it's interesting what, yeah, you, what it, you're it, proposing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm out here in Sedona is that I recognize now at this point in my journey that I need the masculine. I, I need the fire, I need the heat. I need the red rock. I need that um, that source of, uh, of passion and the element of fire of opening up and creating more space and the element of fire of stepping forward. And so if you find that in any way that you're looking for either the feminine or that masculine uh, element, um, both Maine and Sedona are very powerful places, and um, the blending of the two is a is a is a very powerful resource.
1: Nice. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we have about two minutes left. Um, I want to just really thank you for coming on the show and sharing. And uh, I like very much to get different aspects of people along this journey so that the listeners have some different points of view and, and understand part of what's out there. A lot of times it's a, more of a mainstream audience that I get. <coughs> and so I think it's it's uh, powerful to, to sort of bring different topics up that maybe people hadn't thought of and different points of view. So I do encourage you guys to check John's site out. It's Holistic Journeys, and that's W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C Journeys.com. And uh, I'll be posting that link on the description of the show right up top so you guys can find that easily once we're finished. And, um, okay, and so I just, yeah, I want to thank you for joining us. And, and yeah, you was know, if you like. it was a pleasure. I told you it'd be painless.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's just wonderful. It was nice. I had a chance to just uh, chat and uh, look at the sun uh, coming up and Touching Bell Rock. It's very, very beautiful. Yeah, very nice. Very
1: nice. nice. Well, I wish you a fabulous day, and uh, thank you very much for for coming on, and uh, anybody who wants to connect with John, you'll be able to just have the link to his site on the show description, and uh, anybody listening on the archives, um, you should be able to find it there as well. And uh, so, I uh, haven't had any sessions with John, but we've talked a bit here and there, and and uh, his energy feels really good, so um, obviously, if you're on the show then then I encourage people to get to know you a little bit better. so um, all right, so we are we are done for the day, you guys and I uh, thank you for joining us and hope to see you tomorrow and uh, John, go have a wonderful day. Yeah and uh,
0: yes, you, you too have a wonderful day
1: and all a wonderful right. day
0: for any of the listeners and uh, peace and uh, we'll see you on the trails. And uh, we'll see right. you in the inner light. <clears throat> Thank you.
1: Sounds great. Thank you. And you guys, of course, you can always find me at mysticaltruth.com and, uh, you know, readings, sessions by phone, et cetera, or in person if you're in the area. Um, again, that's mysticaltruth.com. And uh, 12weekcoaching.com is for, you know, the life coaching that I do. So, again, that's 12weekcoaching.com with the number. And uh, so we will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.